Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. 
you cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877-351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. This is Ben and Ashley I, Almost Famous, In-Depth. Well, hey, uh, because of everything going on in the world, as Ashley and I have promised, we're going to try to put as many podcast episodes out there into the podcast world as possible. And today we're coming out with another Almost Famous podcast. This time it's an in-depth with Hannah and Dylan from The Bachelor, Bachelorette, and then also Bachelor in Paradise. Ashley, you've been excited about this one. You've been doing a lot of research. What do you expect out of this interview? Well, Dylan doesn't hold back. In fact, I think Dylan (laughs) likes to be a little sassy. Dylan likes to make a headline here or there. So I'm hoping we get that version of him. And Hannah isn't trying to make him go in some sort of PC direction. I think today's uh, podcast maybe won't be as... Who knows? I don't want to... I don't want to assume, but I my my assumption, my guess would be it's not going to be as emotional as some in-depth podcast in the past. Okay, yes. But it's going to... It's going to be hilarious. I know that you've done your research to try to get the the tea, as the kids are saying, out of Hannah and Dylan. Uh, and I am excited to speak to two people who have made me laugh many times. I know them well. You know them well. Hey, Almost Famous family, you know them well as well. Let's bring Hannah and Dylan onto the first in-depth episode of this new season in our life. It's Hannah and Dylan. So, Hannah and Dylan, welcome to the Almost Famous In-Depth podcast. Hey, thanks Woo! for having us. Thanks for having us. By the way, congratulations. Yeah, congrats, Thank dude. You. From hey. one engaged man to another. <laughs> it's a good life, isn't it? It's the best. Yeah, I, I feel a new sense of like joy and peace and comfort. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I told Hannah there's like there's like five things you want to check off in your life and one of them is like not having not not having to worry but like finding like that like relationship half of your life or portion and once you find it it just like opens up so much more things for you. So yeah. Oh my god. I was I was like I have so much more space to think about productive things in my head now that I don't have to worry about finding someone. Exactly, you're like you can focus more on like work, on your yes. on friends, like it's the best. Yeah. I became so work oriented as soon as Jared and I got engaged. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because I proposed to Jess obviously this week, and uh, it wasn't supposed to go down the way it did. And I was worried that this uh, self-isolation time would kind of take away from the proposal. But we talked about it um, on the last episode of Almost Famous. And the greatest part is now, like, typically we're both traveling. We're moving about just like you guys are and just like Ashley is and just like a lot of people are that listen to this podcast. Now we're stuck to just, like, enjoy each other. And we had a date night last night. And Jess looked over at me. And she said, like, 
What's great about this experience is we've never spent this much time without distraction. Like I've always known I've loved you, but now I know like more than ever that this is going to work. And like, I appreciate that because we've had so much time to hang out. Yeah. There's always like an, a constant list of things to do. And right now during this whole self-isolation time, it's like, you don't have any FOMO, you don't have any trips. Like you're just kind of focused on the moment in a sense. So yeah, it's awesome. It is. Hey, if you guys hear background noise with Dylan and Hannah or Ashley or myself, we are all in separate places, except Dylan and Hannah are kind of like sitting on top of each other right now. And then uh, Ashley and I are separate places in homes. And so please forgive us. We don't have a studio right now. We don't have our own quiet spaces. We are coming to you live from the comfort of our own Skype. So please give us a little grace if you hear some pounding and begging in the background. (laughs) Ben, how do you look so cool with the background blur? I was going to ask you that. You, he upgraded. He it's got like, like the new. Mode. It's the is it Windows? Yeah, <laughs> portrait mode going on on Skype. Yeah, you're right. So if anybody's out there wondering, I'm we're on Skype right now, and I guess there's a setting that kind of blurs your background and makes you like stand out. I feel like a cartoon character right now. You're so cartoonish. Yeah. So Hannah and Dylan, you are beloved by Bachelor Nation, and I want to tell you a little bit about what the in-depth uh, podcast is. So a couple times a year, we pick some of Bachelor Nation's favorite couples or people, and we invite them into our kind of world at the almost famous universe to just sit down with the two of you and focus on your stories. We really just want to hear who you are as people. This is a time to to not just dive into the show. This is not a time uh, to just explore what happened in paradise or during the bachelor or bachelorette. This is a time for us to get to know you better, uh, you as a couple better, uh, to see where this goes. Uh, at the end, we usually have no clue uh, where the podcast is going to take us, but it's always exciting and it's always an interesting journey. Uh, the two of you uh, obviously met in Bachelor in Paradise. That's how people know you today. And you come to us uh, not only because you are loved by Bachelor Nation, but because I, I met you all uh, at, at a Bachelor Live on stage event. And Dylan, in his typical fashion, looked at me and said, why haven't we come on your podcast yet? And I said, that's a great question, uh, mostly because we didn't know if you would have us. And so we're happy uh, that you two are sitting with us today during this time of self-isolation. So thank you for having us. I'm going to get started at the very beginning. Uh, You guys just kind of spitball. You take it as you want. Uh, Growing up, bringing you to the place where you became uh, a part of Bachelor Nation, Tell us who you were. If you could give us a, a, a summary of your childhoods, how you ended up on the show, what you were like in high school, and why you both were still single looking for love, well, when this show came to you. Go for it. You, went, you were on first, so you should go first. Uh, well, all right. So, <laughs> um, let's see. I – who was I? Okay. I think I would definitely consider myself being like pretty shy in middle school, high school. And I had like my close knit group of friends. I didn't go on um, a bunch of dates or anything. I had one relationship in high school um, and we were together for five years, which like in high school is kind of crazy. It was like towards the end of um, like, sophomore year or something or junior year we started dating but before that like I had never um gone to dances with people I always went with my friends and like 
I, I don't know. Like, I was not the super cool girl ever. And yeah, I was cool with it, though. I was like, whatever. Like, I'm just me and my friends. And I'm like the goofy one, whatever. And then went to college. Uh, I guess I was still the same. Like, still had my core group of, like, girlfriends and everything. And um, one summer I did an internship in L.A. And it, like, changed my life and my perspective on things. I'm from Alabama. So I was always just kind of, like, you know, I'd only seen, like, the South, really, and not done a bunch of traveling. And so I went to L.A. And I was like, whoa, like, there's a lot going on out here. I like the energy and um, everything like that. And that kind of was, like, a game changer for me and um, it kind of opened new perspectives on my relationship, which I was like, you know what? I can't be with somebody that I'm not fully committed with. Like I was the guy, my, you know, my, my five year long relationship, I thought it was a good relationship, but it was never great. Like he was a great person. I just don't think we were super compatible. Um, so I ended things and, or we ended things and um then I was like single and do my own thing. And I was like, yeah, I want to get back out to LA. Like Alabama's great and all, but you know, I want to like just have like a more challenging something in my life. And um, yeah, I was single for a while, <laughs> went on some dates, all that stuff. And then somehow um, the show kind of crossed my path. And I thought there was literally no way in hell I would, like a lot of us, like, I was like, there's 0% chance I would get on this. Like, this is, it was almost comical just because I was like, this isn't a real life thing. Like, this doesn't actually happen to people. I was that person. Like, I've never yeah. really won something in a, in like a contest before. Like, I've never had my name drawn. So <laughs> signing up for something like this, I was like, there, you know, there's no way I'll get on whatever. Just, it was more of like, let's just do it. And if it bites, it happens. And if not, like I'm still single. So adventure, whatever. And yeah, got casted for the show and it was just insane. I was like focusing more on myself, relationship, what I wanted, who I wanted to be with. And then all the things that come along with the show, which is like, just, I, it, you know, everything like my life went from like a, 40 and crazy to like 110 and craziness. So how long were you um, in LA before the show? Yeah. Where was I happened? going with that? Well, who signed you up for the show? Did you sign up yourself? So, um, my best friend, Dina and I, we, she was like, she's my best friend in the world. And she was like, Hannah, you have to do the show. And I kept putting it off because I was like, I send in questions or something like, I, I don't know, making a video, I was like, that just seems like a lot of effort. Like, I won't get it anyway, so whatever. But one day we had had some mimosas and some drinks, and then we recorded some questions, sent it in, and um, the rest was history. I remember the first night of the show, I was like, I, I was telling the producers, I was like, I know I'm, like, probably going home, like, whatever. And they are just like, like, they were like, you know, they can't give you any clues or anything. They were just like, well, you know, you never know. Like, I think you'll be fine, but who knows. And I remember when I got the first impression rose, that was the moment where I was like, like I wrote it down in my journal. It's very like a heavy description on it. I was like, this is the moment when I was like, okay, like craziness this is probably gonna happen. And then after the show, it was just insane, but really fun and then went to paradise. Cause I was like, well, you know, I if there's something in a sense therapeutic about going on the show, about learning about yourself, 
and really focusing on love, especially with the crazy world after the, the bachelor, I was like, how am I supposed to date or whatever? And you know, it happens, whatever. But you know, I was like paradise. This seems like pretty cool. Like another new adventure. I learned a lot about myself the first show. So why not? And, um, again, I wasn't like thinking of it super seriously. I was just like, well, who knows? And then I met Dylan and then now we're quarantined together in San Diego. So yeah. I want to go back for a second. What was your internship in when you were out in LA during college? Um, I worked at Show Me Your Moo Moo. It's a clothing company. And okay, yeah. they're so much fun to work with. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. So hey, Hannah, I, I, I got to ask you though, you can't, it's, I think there's a level here where I hear you didn't expect to get on the show. And fans here, you didn't expect to get on the show, but you come on the show, and I think you like have a larger than life personality and a larger in life like character that you become, and people are huge fans of you. Has it re? At what point in time did you realize that moving to LA from Alabama, seeing the bright lights of LA, then getting put on the show? Like, at what point did you realize that your life was changing in pretty large ways from your small town of Indi- Alabama? Because I'm from Indiana. And I remember showing up to the mansion for the first time, walking out and going, this is unlike anything I've ever seen before. I don't know how to handle it. I think every moment along, even taking the flight out to LA for the like casting and everything, the whole time I was just like in disbelief, but that's how I am. Like, I tend to overly take things in and take in moments just so I can really wrap my head around it. I don't, I don't know why I'm like that. Um, but every single moment I was just like documenting like how insane it was. And I don't know. I feel like still to this day though, I, I, as much as I've grasped my head around all of these different things we've experienced, it's, I still haven't grasped my head around like that People might think, oh, I'm Hannah G. Like, that doesn't make any sense and it never will, which I don't want it to. I'm like, the moment that makes sense, that's when I got to, like, stop doing all this stuff because I'm just, like, hanging out, doing me. Um, And I I tell Dylan all the time, I'm like, isn't it wild? Like, we just have these conversations about just how insane all of this is. And I never want that to seem normal because I know it's not. And it, in a sense, it's it's a scary position to be in that we're all in, but it's also a really cool one too. It's like something we'll all tell our grandkids, all of us. It's uh, I, I've always said this, Hannah, and I, I think it's one of the best like things in my mind is that one day I'll be talking to my grandkids. I'll be sitting in a rocking chair on my front porch and they'll be like, tell me, because I do the same thing with my grand, my grandpa. And I'm always intrigued at the stories he has to tell and how different life was for him when he was in his twenties and thirties and teens. And I wonder what it's going to be like to have to explain what we did to those kids and how shocking it's going to be that one, like at one point in their life, their grandparents were on a television show. Like I think, I don't think it's ever going to be like able to be processed, but I'm so excited for that moment. Yeah, it's really neat. And I think the people that go through this and they think it's all totally completely normal and not a big deal and they think that they're like owed this or something. That's the ones where I'm like, they're lost like that. You know, it's just like, 
it is crazy. It's wild. And it's cool that we, at least we, like every day, we just try to find like the normal like side of it, which I think we do fairly well. We're pretty normal average yeah. shows. So. I feel like we're pretty normal. Yeah. So, well, before we pass it over to you, Dylan, uh, Hannah, one of the parts that kind of get overlooked in your life uh, oftentimes now because of the show is your uh, success and your time spent in pageants. Now, that was something that we kind of glossed over that I didn't hear about when you were explaining your upbringing. So I don't know if you consider that a big part of your life or not, or if you still do. Uh, but I, w- I assumed that the pageants is what brought you to LA. And so obviously we've heard of that it wasn't. So just clear that up a little bit. Okay. There are definitely a lot of moments that I missed, but if I named all the things that got me yeah. or kind of led me, I feel like this would be a too long of a podcast, but um, I definitely did some modeling things, which was introduced to me. That was insane. Um, got some cool like marketing opportunities, and then within that, I was like, "Let's pageants." I wasn't somebody who did pageants when I was really young. Um, some of the pageant directors are like, "Yeah, why don't you give this a shot?" And I was like, "Well, why?" Not? Like, you know, another adventure, pushing myself out of my comfort zone, and. Um, and so I did that. I did three pageants. And I think I got uh, in those, I got third runner up, third runner up. And then my last one, I got first runner up in Miss Congeniality, which I still to this day think getting Miss Congeniality, which is like in pageant terms, like where all the contestants like vote, like who is like the friendliest. And I got that. And I was yeah. like, okay, this is pretty cool. And I did compete against Hannah Brown my final year. Um, neither of us won that year, though. And then I moved to L.A. because I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get out and be done with this whole pageant thing. It did teach me a lot. Yeah. But I was just ready to, like, kind of determine my own destiny instead of, like, a few judges kind of doing it. So I was like, let me just get out, see how it goes. And um, then the next year I went to go watch the pageant in the audience and Hannah Brown won. Which I in my head I was like with the Moo people when we watched, uh-huh. and I voted for her. I was like, she's gonna win. She seems so sweet. They're like, she did it last year, and I was like, oh my gosh! Like I totally forgot because there's so many people that do it. But, yeah. Well, uh, Hannah, I would tell you this: you and Hannah Brown are two gifts from Alabama that has brought us a lot of laughter, a lot of joy. Um, some would say tears. Uh, we've cried with you. We've laughed with you, and. We've also cried with your uh, man sitting that's next to you right now, Dylan. Um, Dylan, you are one of a kind. Uh, I, I, I remember the very first time I met Dylan uh, was at Bachelor in Paradise, and Wells Adams came up to me. Wells is always just a great um, friend and big supporter, and he was down there, and we were at a wedding, and he came up and he says, Hey, Ben, I have somebody... Um, pushing you as my favorite person to come from the franchise. And I was like, well, who's that? It has to be a girl. No, it's Dylan. He goes, this Dylan guy is the nicest guy. He's funny. You guys would get along great. Um, and so, Dylan, I'm pumped to have you on the podcast. I want to hear, though, a little, just an overview of who you were coming up to the show, just so our audience gets to know you outside of this crazy world. And then I know Ashley's going to dive into who you became and who and what has happened in, during your time on The Bachelor and Bachelorette. But Dylan, tell us a little bit about what makes you you. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I feel like I had a pretty typical upbringing. Like I grew up in Orange County, 
went to school from like sixth grade to 12th grade, went to the same school, have like the same 10 best friends that I grew up with, like since I was, I don't know, like 12 years old. Um, I had a girlfriend pretty much a majority of college. And then after graduating, moved out to San Francisco, worked at Morgan Stanley, um, kind of was like similar to Hannah. I was like single for a while. And then my dad got diagnosed with cancer. So I ended up kind of just like reevaluating what was important in my life and just like what, like I was sitting at my desk. I was like, what am I doing? Um, and my boss saying like, they were very supportive, but there was one day where he's like, I can't give you time off for Christmas if you're going to go home giving. And I was like, this is the dumbest conversation I've ever had. So then I just got up and told him I was leaving and quit and moved to San Diego like a week later. Um, and my cousin and I had been going back and forth at the same time about this idea we had about, you know, being able to work out, give back, uh, and like redeem personal things to like treat yourself. And so that's when we ended up starting our company. Um, so the, the way that works is every day you work out, you can donate a meal to charity. And each time you donate, you get points and you can like support local businesses and get like free drinks and appetizers. After doing all of that, I was in a relationship for like eight or nine months and it was like not the healthiest at all. It was actually very unhealthy. Um, definitely a pretty bad breakup. Um, and then like a month or two prior to that, my dad passed away. So I had like a lot of shitty things going on. And my mom was like, why don't we go on vacation? Like, let's just head out. And so in November, we went to the Maldives and I was like, all right, I needed this. This was great. Um, and then I got a message on Instagram and I opened it and it was from Lindsay Lyles. And she was mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm a casting producer for The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I'd love to talk to you about being on the show. Um, and I was just like, I like laughed and then I just deleted it. I was like, no. <laughs> and, then, and then I went out and just like hung out with my mom on the beach. And after a few days, it's like, you never believe who messaged me like on Instagram to, to try out for a show. And she was like, who? And I told her, she's like, why not? Like, it's, it's, she had like such a funny line. She's like, it's nice to be invited to the dance, even though you're probably not going to go. And uh, I was like, thanks. I was like, thanks, mom. <laughs> thanks, mom. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so then I was like, all right, I, I messaged her back. I was like, okay, like, I'm interested. We FaceTimed a few times and I did the whole weekend in LA. Um, and I just kept saying like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to get it. It's kind of similar to Hannah. I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to get it, but it was fun. Like it was such a cool experience. And, uh, and then Natalie Shabtai called me in the shower, like while I was in the shower and I answered it while in the shower on Valentine's day. And she was like, Hey, like we're going to, you're going to need to be here in like three weeks. And, uh, and that's when I was like, holy shit. Like this is a, uh, and so then, and then since then, like we finished filming, I was off the show for like three weeks and then went straight to paradise and met Hannah. So it's kind of been like a whirlwind since then. You just reminded me that today is the six-year anniversary that I got the phone call from casting that they were interested in talking to me. It was on April Fool's Day, and I had submitted my application nine months earlier. Oh, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. That's so crazy. Wow. That's... That, that, this is a really, really weird day, because like, this is like kind of like the day that it symbolizes like everything changed. Yeah, yeah. Wow. exactly. Yeah, and so that, it I was like say. a... It was, <laughs> It was crazy for me. I, I remember like getting out of the shower and, and looking at my cousin and then just being like, holy, like, holy shit. And then, uh, about to go wild. Yeah. I'm about the, to get engaged. The, the craziest, I'm about to get engaged. The craziest one was the night, the first episode of Paradise aired. That was like the, the, the wildest moment for me. Like, we can like talk about it more later, but.
it's uh, it's good to get to that point. So I'm going to pause you there. Uh, we now know the the high level details of what brought you and Hannah to be who we are, who we know today. Uh, Dylan, a couple things I want to cl- uh, just kind of clarify with you is uh, is what is the status of kind of everything with work, uh, with family uh, now? Um, can you just kind of catch us up for our listeners who maybe don't know you well and who want to kind of get filled in on the details of everything you spoke about? Can you just sh- share with us? Yeah, no, no, no. So I um, I started the company with my cousin a little over two years ago now. So this I just went back to what I was doing after the show. Nothing really changed for me. It was kind of just like going back to normal life. Um, so still doing that full time. We've got we're growing pretty quickly. So we've got like five full time people now, which is exciting for us. Um, my family's doing well. My brother moved down. We hired him actually, so he works for us too. He's down here in San Diego. Awesome. My mom's thinking about selling her house and moving to San Diego. So um, it, it's been good. It, it's been a blast. And yeah, I mean, I, I have nothing but positive things to say about the entire experience. So now all of you are in San Diego. You are an entrepreneur. Your business is thriving. Uh, I don't want to miss it, Dylan. And so uh, where can people find uh, your business just before we kind of dive in with Ashley here? How can people locate you and how can they kind of follow that with uh, that journey? Yeah, they. Um, it's an app, so you can download it right now. Um, it's kind of specific to San Diego at the, at the moment, but it's called Visor, V-I-Z-E-R. Um, but yeah, so we're we're opening it nationally, hopefully in a few months here. We're working with World Central Kitchen um, and Revolution Foods. But yeah, you can follow us on Instagram. It's Visor app, V-I-Z-E-R-A-P-P. Uh, it's in my bio too, So, but our website's visorapp.com, so it's all pretty, pretty good, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. I'm sure we're going to get into more details as we go. Hey, but let's take a break. Before I bring it over to Ashley, uh, I want to just take one break here from our sponsors, and we'll come back with Hannah and Dylan during this in-depth podcast with the Almost Famous Podcast. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. (laughs) 
<laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you feel like you just need to get something off your chest, whether it's work, family, relationships, we all carry around different stressors all day, big and small. When we bottle up those stressors, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's been weighing you down. Therapy's always been a benefit in my life. It's something that uh, my wife and I do as a couple. It's also something I do personally. If nothing else, it's a great place to just release whatever is going on internally. It's a place where you can feel less alone. Therapy allows you to be the best version of yourself, which obviously life is short. And so the more we can be the better versions of ourselves, the better this whole thing is for us and the people around us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash almost today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash almost. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair. The OG has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, this is so awful, but I... I do like need to do it, <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like. Um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I said that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. 
Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. So, Hannah, it sounds like you were a fan of the show. And Dylan, did you ever watch the show before being on it? No, I'd, I'd never seen it, um, like not once. So I had absolutely no idea what I was getting to. I know when they told me that I was going on, I like watched highlight tapes and then I watched the first episode of Colton season and I picked okay. uh, Hannah or Cassie to win actually. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> that is funny. Okay. So you watched the first episode of Colton season because you wanted to see who was going to be possibly your bachelorette. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to see like what it was like. Cause I still had really no idea. Um, getting, what I, I saw a lot of Chad Johnson highlights. Um, okay. And, Just like on YouTube. Yeah. And then, I think there was like top 10 moments and I like watched that and I was like, Oh, okay. I kind of get it now. <laughs> so then how did you feel when Hannah Brown was announced as the bachelor and not Hannah G? I was, I was pretty excited. I mean, I had a few people that I was, that I was hoping it would be, um, Hannah Brown, obviously being one of them. But I just think when I got there, we didn't really have like any like connection really. Unfortunately, like, both tried very hard, but it just like kind of wasn't there. You were kind of like the tanner of your season where you seemed like a great option, but the bachelorette and you didn't have the most chemistry and then you became a big bachelor in paradise star. I wouldn't say star, but I, <laughs> okay. uh, but like, no, I, I would I, say uh, star. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was fun. I had, I had a great time and I remember, I left. I was just like, that was an awesome experience. It was kind of meant to be. I remember saying in um, our last conversation, I was like, how, I was like, how am I supposed to introduce you to my mom if like, we don't know anything about each other? And then I went, <laughs> yeah. and, then I, and then I went home 24 hours okay. later. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, you were a fan? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I when did you start watching? Um... I definitely watched Ben's season. Who's who's before you? Before Ben's season would have been a well, well, Chris Souls' bachelor season and Caitlin's Ka- Caitlin's yep. bachelorette yep. season. Yep. Yeah. In both of them. Do you know before that? I don't know the order of any of these. It was around. It was around. Before the- that, like Juan Pablo and Andy. Oh yeah, no, I watched Andy's season. 
Okay. Um, it was one of those things, like, like the Monday, like eat Chinese food with my mom. Um, Same. It was just like one of like the special, like fun memory things. And then whenever I was on it, she was like freaking out, losing her mind. It was like the sweetest thing ever. That was the same thing with me and my mom. We would always get delivery on Monday nights and watch The Bachelorette. So my mom, like, it was just the highlight of her life seeing me on the show. And it was a joke that we always had. Um, how was your dad about it, Hannah? My dad had never watched the show before. Like, I, I don't think he realized the extent of how just big a thing it is for people. Yeah, same um, with my dad. He was excited, like, for me to just, like, go explore and, you know, maybe find somebody really great. Like, he, he the most simple, simple dude ever, so he was just, like, supportive and awesome about it. I don't think he realized how big it was until I took him to uh, – I mean, he knew the show was big and everything, but I took him to a con- like a country concert because he loves country music. And instead of all these people going up to like the country singers, these people were like lined up and he was there with me. And I think like we got in the car that night and he was like, whoa, this is actually kind of crazy. I was like, yeah, you know, I forgot to kind of say that. Like it is kind of wild. But it was when the show there was is on. Something was something. There is something crazy about country concerts and Bachelor fans. So... <laughs> In between your seasons and going to be on Paradise, there was a lot of um, DMing, texting, even seeing each other in real life. As we know that Blake came to see you down in Alabama. Did you and Dylan ever exchange any DMs? Because seeing how Dylan was so taken by you that, you know, immediately in Paradise, I would think that Dylan, you would have reached out to Hannah. I don't know. Oh, you did? Dylan totally slid in my DMs. No, I... Which, whatever. See, so here's the thing. Now, for the future, everybody's like, this is a giant no-no, obviously. And at the time, everybody was like, ah, like, whatever. But then it's like, well, we're a bunch of single people. And, like, it's not really anything deep. Is it just, like, friendly? How it's, like, Bachelor Nation kind of weird stuff? And then, um, yeah, apparently it's a giant no-no for any future people going on Paradise. Don't recommend... Just don't reply, and yeah. If you don't reply, do you think you're kind of screwing yourself over for finding a partner in paradise at this point? What do you mean? If I don't reply? Yeah, like, it feels like almost everybody goes in almost coupled up or, like, knowing who they're going to ask on their first date. I think people have ideas just because they've seen the show or now with social media out there, they, like, see kind of who the person is or if they're, like, a bad person not a good person or whatever and or if they just simply think they're cute um but you know I think I looked at it way too simply in the sense of just like you know like yeah I want to find somebody and there was no it was all very just like you know I'm not sure what's gonna happen and whatever like very just like friendly combos but um Obviously, when they hone in on it on a show that's only two hours, you know, an episode, um, then it looks like there was some master plan or something when truly yeah. Yeah. it was a, just very he had a master plan, a master apparently. Plan. But 100%. there is cool, nothing just, to be ashamed no. of with DMing before the show. I think that you guys are now together. I think we should celebrate that and say that's wild. That's crazy. That's hilarious. But I don't see I personally 
don't see any reason why what either of you did by messaging beforehand or whatever is wrong. Well, we we did see each other beforehand. Oh, you did see each other beforehand. It, there was a group of people. Yeah. So you didn't go on a solo date, but you went on like no. a group date. It we was... were we were in the same area as a few different people, and I thought Dylan was just. Um, I was playing like, hard to get. I don't. I think you. It may come shy, as a. It may come as a shock. I was just like you know playing it cool too. Like it wasn't like we we're like oh hey or anything weird. It was just like mm. and then after that apparently he DM'd me. What do you mean apparently? Where was this meeting at? Can we hear? Where was this group meeting at? Was this this was a group meeting? We have to elaborate. So here's the thing about a podcast is uh, like everybody's gonna love you too. They already do. But we have to make sense of how this all came to be. You're you're in love. People are going to be mad at you for being in love. Like, that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. So elaborate. Where did you meet? How did it go down? Dylan, you then slid into the DMs. You waited until Paradise. We saw the turmoil in Paradise leading up to this moment that Ashley will ask you about. But where was this meeting? It, it was – we met in L.A., and we grabbed some drinks. We grabbed some drinks. Some people. At what I restaurant? Gave her, I gave her my I gave her my sweatshirt. Smooth move. It was like my favorite sweatshirt. It's <laughs> actually like it was it was like the the most thing I've ever spent money on in my entire life. So I like it was beloved he to said, me. Well, it was just kind of cold, but it was like kind of weird. Like it wasn't smooth. He was like, I was like, oh, it's kind of cold, and it was it was not a long ordeal. Like the whole time, and I was like, it's kind of cold. He was like, well, do you want my sweatshirt? I'm kind of hot, and I was like. Uh, and then in my head, I was like, well, maybe he's like trying to be nice. And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. Whatever. And then I was like, and then as soon as we all said goodbye, he, oh, yeah, I said, really nice sweatshirt, which I didn't know. And he was like, you goodbye. could just keep the sweatshirt if you want. And I was like, uh, no, it's okay. Like, here you go. Thank you though. Like, like, no, I was like, no, seriously, you could just keep it. It's all, it's all good. I was like, I didn't know what I was doing. And from uh, there, it was all That's good. adorable. That is so cute. Can you tell us where this happened and what other Bachelor alums were present? Uh, can't say the Bachelor alums. No, it was it was in LA. It was at a hotel, like a restaurant bar. Super casual. Okay, all right. Well, there's definitely some all... like creepy stuff. There's there's like you're making this sound a lot bit, bit of a bigger deal than it probably was. It sounds creepy. There's no creepy stuff. We what do you mean you can't talk about the Bachelor alums over there? Because we don't want to put their, we don't want them to be like. I don't want them to get in trouble. Fair enough. Oh, they're fine. Fair enough. They're definitely fine. <laughs> it wasn't anything weird. It was like a very like front of friend, then a front of friend, and we all just hung, and then it was, it was like, a, that was it. It was a four person meeting. We talked, we talked about insider trading, and so that's why I don't really want to get into it. Okay. All right. All right. I'll respect you and move on to actual paradise. But in since paradise was. So far away, you know, like six months. It's been over six months since it was done airing. I'm wondering if you now can tell us what happened between you and Blake and that triangle of love and like Tasha's involvement. Anything that we didn't see on TV that possibly would, you know, make a lot of sense to us? Uh, I mean, we didn't talk like the, the entire month we were there if that but Wait, what do you mean i don't know i'm i don't who in blake oh like yeah is there is there stuff that happened in paradise that was crucial to your love story that we didn't get to see well i mean you didn't get to see 98 percent of the time we hung out 
Yeah, like, I think I think the entire time, basically, I was trying not to get in everybody's business, and I was talking to a producer about, like, you know, I feel, like, a little played, like, basically, here's what's happened, and, like, you know, I... I, but I don't feel like I should involve myself, like just trying to be like, what's the best way to approach this, whatever. And I was like, so who should I like tell first? Like, what should I do? And then while that was, while I had said that, they somehow twisted it into somebody figuring out somehow without me saying it. Figuring I, I out know. what? I'm not sure exactly how it happened. And then people came up to me and were like confronting me, like, what the heck? And I was like, wait, this is kind of in the works, like, of me trying to figure out a way to say this. But then it looked like I was just being secretive and sketchy. Okay. So basically, in, in the interview rooms, I was like, well, here's what's happening, blah, blah, blah. And I'm trying to figure out ways to, like, tell people about it. And then all of a sudden, it was out there. And then it was like, why wouldn't you tell me? And I was, like, basically, like, dude, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, what is the best time? Like, what's the deal? What's the situation? I don't know. It was, I think it was very confusing. Even watching, I was trying to follow that narrative. Um, I don't know. I feel like you have to ask questions. Yeah. What questions do you guys have? Like, what did it seem like from you guys' perspective? Ashley is a, a bachelor in paradise expert. I will tell you that. Um, she is really good at understanding Bachelor in Paradise because I've never been there. And her insight always helps me. From my perspective, it's this. This is how I took it. And then I can throw it to Ashley. Hannah, you were a hot commodity. People wanted to get to know you. They were interested in you in Paradise. Uh, people were intrigued by who you were. We knew that going in. We had even talked to you about it. We said, oh, watch out for Paradise, Hannah. This is going to get wild for you. Um, Dylan was kind of like, uh, the sneaky pick. Like he was the underdog that came in at the end and we're like, Oh, this Dylan dude's super good looking, really funny, really nice guy. I think he stands a chance. Like, I think he might win the girl here. And I think what I felt like was it got so much so quickly for you, Hannah, that it felt overwhelming almost even watching as a friend and a supporter was like, Oh my gosh, there's no right decision she can make here because everything is coming down on her at once and there was no right place to turn. That's how I took it. So I think what Ben is saying is how long did the Blake drama last and was there more of a conclusion to it than we saw on air? Um, All of that drama was probably a total of what, three days. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it seemed like it was over a bunch of different episodes, but I think yeah. total, like that dramatic part was honestly two to three days where I was just like really stressed out because I was like, geez, like I feel like I could do zero right in this part or maybe I just like suck as a person. I'm not really sure, but all I know is that it's not a good situation and I just was like trying to figure out ways to make it um like make more sense to everybody or I, I don't know. I, it was just really stressful. And then meanwhile, I didn't know that people were saying really bad things in interviews about me or not bad things. I mean, just things that I had never heard about myself before. And yeah. so I was just going around like I, it wasn't a giant deal. It was just more like, yeah, like, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. And then, um, 
Yeah. And, and I didn't know about the whole, like, how, like, Kaylin and Blake had a bunch of, of drama at the same time. You well, didn't it know that? very confusing. Like, I knew about the stagecoach thing, but from what I had heard before the show, because I was like, ah, eh, that's kind of shady. I'm not sure. Like, whatever. Like, just trying to, like, not really go in depth about it. But he, he literally was like, yeah, we squashed it. Or, you know, whatever. And then it came out. So I was, like, confused. I was like, wait, was he lying? Or was it worse? And then all those crazy texts came out. It was just a big jumble of crazy drama. And I was like, okay, how can I remove myself from, like, this type of drama? Like, I was just kind of like going in trying to you know figure out if I was gonna like be with somebody or date somebody and I somehow superly overly got involved in a ton of drama so now we go to present day who do you dread running into at bachelor nation events <laughs> uh a lot of people I'd say probably <laughs> if we're gonna be honest yeah, let's just be honest. Yeah. Ew. A lot of people, but like no one we're going to name. Well, I mean, who do you think? <laughs> I think that you guys probably don't want to run into Blake or Tasha. Uh, I don't really have an issue with. I don't like, do you have an issue with Tasha? I don't really have an issue with Yeah, any, me yeah. and Tasha, we're cool now. I mean, okay. it's, you know, it's awkward, but like, again, from like, from what I was perceived as on the show I feel like Taisha also could have been perceived as something else so I'm trying to take that into account and I'm like you know what like I don't really hold grudges if if we're all just confused and exhausted and not even sure what any truth is at some point on the show then I need to give them a break um so I mean we're cool now okay, okay. that's awesome um you guys also you have like a group of friends from these past two seasons of the bachelor and bachelorette that like, there's so many breakups and so much tension between so many of them. How was your engagement party when you had Hannah Brown with Jed and with Peter at the same place? Uh, it was super fun. I don't think anybody really interacted with each other, but it was actually very peaceful. Um, there was so much going on and people got there at different times and things like that. Um, Honestly, I was so focused on having fun, and I think everybody, in a sense, kind of had their group of people, so I don't think any weird paths were crossed, luckily, because that could have gone super downhill, but it was really fun. I had so many friends from, you know, Alabama out there. Dill had friends from all over, so we were having just as much front, you know, fun with them as we were with, like, our Bachelor friends and stuff, so luckily, it was very peaceful. So you're good friends with Hannah Ann. Did you help her get on the show? I don't think she needed any help getting on that show at all, but um, I def I had um, one of the producers reach out when we took a picture together or a story or something um, last year, and he was like, whoa, is she single? Like, you know, and I was like, hey, mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever, and um, she was in a relationship, and then they ended up breaking up, and when I got back from Paradise, she was like, hey, it's kind of random, but you remember when you asked me, or I told her something when the producer asked me, I was like, I was like, hey, I know you're in a relationship, but how funny, like this, you know, producer from The Bachelor asked about you. And she's like, oh, that's funny, whatever. And then um, after Paradise, she had 
like after my paradise, um, they had mm-hmm. ended things and she was like, I kind of want to like look into it. I don't know, maybe, maybe not. And I was like, why not? Like, just like see how it goes, see if it's your thing, whatever. And, um, I don't think I helped her, but you know, she definitely you put a good word in. I definitely put in a good word, but it, okay. you know, I think she definitely would have gotten on the show regardless of me. I think you're probably right. Yeah. So when she insinuates on after the final rose that Peter reached out to Hannah Brown during their engagement and you being friends with Hannah Ann and Peter and Hannah Brown got to know what you know about this. Um, Not a whole lot. Yeah, I don't I don't really know. That was definitely news to me. And I think it's also like at the end of the day between three of them I guess it's like Um, anybody's friends like just because they're on tv and so many people are invested in it it's like like my normal like my normal friends who haven't been on the show back in Alabama or something if they had something weird going on like I don't feel like it's totally my place to like hop in or try to like get a bunch of clues I didn't even know that um Hannah Ann like had been engaged or anything so it was very hush like I just told her I was like I'm here to support you in whatever ways like you know and I respected it because you you can't just be like prowl for information like there's more to a friendship than trying to like figure out what happened on a show so I was like I have your back you know just like let me know if you are struggling with anything or if you just want to chat like as a friend and not talk about bachelor stuff so um, that's kind of the role that I played in it. And um, whenever some spoilers came out, I just kind of reached out and I was like, hey, like, you know, I'm here, whatever. And let's chat after. So, well, hey, we're all a bachelor nation. This has been one of the wildest seasons I can remember. I kind of forgot, Hannah, that you were so closely connected to Hannah Ann. I figured you would know you would have known that she was engaged, but it's probably glad um, it's probably good that you didn't because the last few weeks would have been so confusing because you go from being engaged to being broken up to then seeing Peter um, still in Chicago with Kelly here as we've got breaking news as of today. Um, Dylan, Hannah, Ashley, let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, and I want to speak to the two of you about who you are, where you're going, and what the future looks like for the two of you as a couple. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, 
and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? um say less this is really really interesting so to check it out you can search smart money happy hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts just search smart money happy hour and hit that subscribe button which i just did your wallet and your next road trip will thank you hi everyone this is rachel zoe with the climbing in heels podcast we recently sat down with a few recipients of the botox cosmetic onobotulinum toxin a and i fund women grants at south by southwest thanks to botox cosmetic take a listen to our conversation it's so good what advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Let's talk about something we all can relate to: hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally, the best thing. Ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long, it, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit, and it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that with summer around the corner, that's a place you need it. 
Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back with Dylan and Hannah G. Uh, Hannah, I don't know if you remember this, but Ashley and I talk about it often. You uh, go down in the Hall of Fame as one of our favorite guests to ever be on the podcast. Ashley, do you remember when we first had Hannah G on right after her season got done? Yes, we were both in awe. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Wow, thanks, guys. We were both like, I mean, we both were just taken back by, uh, first off, how funny you were uh, and how kind of creative you were in your responses and just how easy you were to talk to. And then I meet Dylan, uh, Dylan, don't worry. You're sitting there going, Oh, it's always about Hannah. It's not Dylan. It's also about you. I meet Dylan a couple times now, uh, and you exude the same joy. I want to tell you this. If anybody's out there listening, going, I'm a big fan of Hannah and Dylan. Uh, I've got to be around them as a couple of few times. And, and there is this, this infectious, um, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but what I get out of being uh, seeing you two in relationship is there's just this deep, true friendship. Do you mind speaking to that? Because I think when people see you, they see you giggling, they see you hanging on each other, they see you kissing at like sometimes like inappropriate moments, which is great when you see it for a couple that's in love. But you also have a friendship. Can you, can you tell our listeners what that friendship between the two of you is like? First of all, thank you so much for saying that. That really means a lot. Yeah, thank um, you. I thought you didn't like me at first. All right. Really? I can be I can Dylan, be polar. I don't want to play this game. I, you know I've liked you. You know that I, that I enjoy your presence. Just uh, D- compliment me a little bit more. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Tell us about your friendship. Um, I don't know. It, we just like have the exact same sense of humor. And I feel like from the moment we met each other, we were like, oh, okay. Like, I like hanging out with this person. And it's the way we communicate. And we say this all the time. Like, if we're just, like, chilling. You know, when you're just, like, talking about whatever. Like, I, we both always say it back and forth. But I feel like Dylan is, like, family. Like, the way that you talk about 
or the way I talk about like my mom, my dad, my very best friend in the whole world, like that's the how I feel about Dill. And I don't know, it's really cool. It's a very safe space. Like anything I say, I'm like, you know what? Like yeah, I can say anything around you and we're so dumb when we're alone. Yeah, like, we're just like <laughs> whatever comes to mind, we just say it and there's no holding yeah. back. And then also just like you know, being a person there besides, you know, humor aside, really just when something's bothering either of us. Um, I don't feel like I, I've never felt once ever judged about feeling whatever way that I feel, even if it's possibly not rational or what, but it's just like me feeling like the truest, truest form of me, especially after you know, going through something so crazy like this, nobody really gets a true sense of who any of us are. I mean, they have a general idea, but not truly. And um, it's pretty cool that Dylan like knows who I am. And I feel like he would, it sounds so weird, but like he would know the exact same soul of me at like five years old versus now. It's just like the truest, rawest, purest form of me. It's so like gushy and annoying, but I don't know how else to explain it. It's like pretty cool. I think that's a fantastic explanation. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, do you think, because you both are very funny people, and uh, and Ashley, I, I'm going to ask the same question to you, but, you know, we all have our experiences on this show, and we all, and, and again, I, the in-depth podcast is not just to go back to the show all the time, but it is such a critical part of our lives, and it's what brought you two together, and it's what brought my co-host and, and her husband together. Do you think humor has helped, helped you heal because I, I imagine, and, and from my experience, there's damage caused by um, the emotions and the pains of the show. And then when you end up in a relationship, and now you know I am engaged to Jessica, like there's moments that the show still affects our relationship, and we have to figure out ways to heal as a couple from them. So for you, Ashley, I know you had your pains, obviously, going through Bachelor in Paradise. Hannah and Dylan, we just w- recently have watched uh, kind of the struggles to get to the point you are. Has has humor helped? Definitely. Yeah. Positivity, humor, trying to not take it as so heavy because, I mean, it's a lot and it's a part that not a lot of people talk about, but knowing that, you know, something is edited in a certain way or you just mess up, like as simple as just like, or something doesn't go the way that every single person in the world wants it to, which that's not real life. It is on TV, but not in real life. And it's just really heavy knowing that millions of people are like slandering you or slandering like, you know, who you love so much and so deeply. And so it's really nice to be around somebody who can kind of make light of it, make it not feel so heavy. It's like whenever you're in a bad mood and you watch a comedy show or a funny comedy on TV, you're like, okay, it's not that deep. Like that's a phrase that will just kind of like guide you to feeling like it's not so heavy because it does feel heavy when, you know, even if you turn it off or don't read it, you're like, wow, people are thinking about that me right now about, or those things about me right now. And that's hard. So. Ashley, what about for you and Jared? Like how do you, heal after a batch i mean bachelor in paradise brings on its own drama and its own weird circumstances uh how did you heal as a couple to get to the place that you know obviously you are well i think it was probably just because we were friends throughout that yeah i think we always talk about if we were a couple if we left bachelor in paradise as a couple that we would have some real big up and downs 
and we think it worked out perfectly the way it was where we didn't have to be in a relationship like a boyfriend girlfriend romantic relationship when we had to deal with those hurdles See, Did you guys coming off the ba- Bachelor in Paradise have m- any arguments about what was being aired when like August and September came around? Were you like blissful in July and then August and September you had some fights while watching it back? I, I don't think we had any fights. Like I knew pretty much like we just talked the entire time in Paradise. So I knew everything. So nothing was really a surprise to me. Yeah. Um. And I didn't really watch like a ton in the beginning because I was like, it's, it's just pointless. Like I'm because I'm gonna get mad and then like it'll end up hurting our relationship versus being like more productive about it. And online, Dylan is kind of like you know petty or whatever. It's like not petty. Okay, whatever. But but in in our relationship, he's very good at like really just taking out all of the junk and focusing focusing on like the rational answer or the most supportive answer. Um, and that's what we both kind of tried to do. And especially during paradise, like, you know, you're watching and it hurts or whatever. And then you see like the world is also saying all these different things about you and stuff and things that are so special to you. Like, and um, yeah, I feel like we were pretty good about like communicating through it, which some in some circumstances it's impossible to communicate about it's just like a weird like you know whatever but in our space it was you know I think we we're pretty understanding about everything and like just making sure each other were good and um holding on and getting through it so uh Dylan I want to say I want to switch gears for one second and I would go I want to go back to the very beginning of this podcast and uh and just allow you a platform to to speak because uh, I I know and Ashley knows that uh, you two are a cu- just you're a couple that is so much bigger than the show now, right? You're a couple that is forming this this love and this partnership that will last a lot longer than the show ever will. Um, and then Dylan, uh, you know, you it's it's impossible for me to just gloss over, which was my original intention, but it's impossible for us to gloss over your story without wondering like what it's like to now sit here. And all the changes that have happened to you, good and bad, in the last 10 years, bringing you to the man you are today, kind of, if, if you could just sit in that for a little bit and just look back at even the last, like, eight years of your life and how much life has changed for you, like, what what words do you have to wrap around that? Is it, is it, can you even explain it? I think I, um, I take a lot of pictures and videos and I rewatch them a lot and I've got, like, they span back like seven years essentially. And so Hannah can like attest to it. Sometimes I'll just like sit on my phone and watch old videos. Um, and like, I have like voicemails my dad I'll listen to and like looking at pictures, like being back in high school. And, and then I take screenshots of stuff like when the show was airing that I thought was just like, like, holy crap, like I'm trending on Twitter. Like I took a screenshot of that, like, like stuff like that. And I just try to appreciate it and rem- and just like be like, okay, and, and I, my big thing is like appreciating that, but also living in the moment at the same time and being like, this is what I have today. Like, how can I take advantage of it? And I feel like I was able to do that in a lot more ways of my life first, instead of like being on the show, like whether that's like starting our app or meeting Hannah and just being like, you know, what? I'm going to completely go for it. And then I don't know. It's, it's definitely weird. It's very surreal 
uh, my mom and I talk about it a lot. We're just like, how I always say like, wow, my dad would have thought this was the funniest shit of all time that these people are like taking pictures or like writing like blogs or getting all up in a, getting their, I don't want to say when I I tweet something (laughs) like, um, and I just think it's so funny because I'm still this quite literally the same exact person. And I think that's, some that's like the the highest compliment that I think my friends have given me since all of this started mm. because I was always afraid of that. But uh, no, it, it's I'm just very like appreciative of it and and just thankful for sure. Well, it, Dil- go ahead, go Ash. Ahead. Sorry, no, 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 you go ahead. You know, it's a uh, it could be a loaded question, um, but twofold. So one is Dylan. How does your mom? And Hannah, I would love for you to answer this if you could, but how does Dylan's mom respond to you? Uh, because you're obviously a gift to their life. And then Dylan, how does your mom respond to all of this, uh, the good and the bad and all the funniness? And then finally, as a couple, and Ashley, after this, I'll, I'll let you kind of take it away. As a couple then, as we sit in the midst of uh, self-isolation, and Dylan, uh, I think if anybody could speak to being appreciative for the moments that we have, it could it, it's you. I want to, I want to personally, um, as somebody that does like you, has always liked you since the moment <laughs> I met you, liked you. Um, I want to hear your advice on how can we as a people right now be appreciative for the things that we've lost in the season that we're in, for the things that we're gaining, and just the moments that we still have in isolation so okay first question was hannah how has dylan's mom responded to you dylan how has your mom responded to the whole thing and then dylan and hannah if you have stuff to add in too is how do you find and and how do you just gain appreciation for everything that's changing right now in our world um so something a lot of people don't know um his mom and brother were actually flown to mexico during paradise and i met them um and it wasn't aired Um, so I was very nervous to meet, um, Dylan's mom just because he was like, she's a very strong woman. Like she's, you know, protective over me. She loves me a lot, whatever. Um, but luckily our conversations flowed supernaturally and I was like, trust me, I get it. Like, this is a little taboo of a situation, but Dylan and his heart and who he is and what he stands for rocks. And it's really compatible with me and, you know, all this stuff. And, um, as soon as the show was over too, I flew to Wisconsin to their lake house and um, we really got to just hang out a ton. And I love Cassandra Barber. I think she's amazing, a great human and um, really funny. She's hilarious. She's the most selfless, caring person I think I know next to Hannah, like the two of them. Um, but yeah, that was funny. I Like a side note for that story is Hannah, Hannah left. And then I like sat on the couch in Mexico, in Mexico, yeah, in paradise. And I put, it was the day before proposals. And I like put my feet up on the couch and my brother was like, are you going to get engaged? And I was like, <laughs> no, no, don't worry about it, guys. Don't worry about it. Like, it's not going to happen. And they leave and I lean over to, to Todd and I was like, oh yeah, we're, we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of moments like that and the sense of humor that you apparently inherited from your mom. Like, you are such a funny, silly, sarcastic, like, shitster. But on the show, on Paradise, you came across as this lovesick puppy, and we only saw one dimension of you. Um, I'm still a lovesick puppy. 
that's so cute. That's so cute. I I I think like with that, I was definitely I I didn't really do anything the first week. Like the first week, I didn't drink alcohol. I was like 100% sober. I would wake up, go eat breakfast, and be like, okay, I got to get to know this Hannah girl. And then kind of after that, I started being a little more mischievous. And then I've just obviously continued <laughs> being like super, like my my mom is is very good at being like you know Dylan maybe you should like shouldn't have said that or you know like maybe you should say something like that, that kind of stuff and I think that's why she's like she's just the best she helps me like in terms of responding to all of this like she keeps me grounded for sure if I like, get too worked up about something or if I like take something too lightly um she's always good at playing devil's advocate like it's not just a I think it's an echo chamber or wind tunnel or whatever it is. Um, where like she just agrees with everything I say, like ninety eight percent of the time she actually contradicts it, which I think is good. But she's also like understanding and has my back no matter what. Like if stuff gets like I don't really get any like hate like a that much. <laughs> but like when it does, I feel like it just like some people can be like really fucked up. Um and so like she's always good at at getting my back when it comes to that kind of stuff. So but she also just like takes it in. I think my family didn't really get exposed to it until maybe we were at the we were at this like polo match and people just kept coming up to Hannah and I. And that's when my mom was like, I think really understood how big of a deal it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. Um and then like when Kendall Jenner like posted us on her story, I think that she was like, Wait, people actually watch the show. I was like, Yes, mom, people <laughs> so actually cool. watch the show. Um so no, it, she she's been she's done really well. I know she kind of is like me, where she'll call people out on social media, which I'm like, mom, I maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Um, but no, she she's been absolutely, she's just been like the best. She's my rock. So yeah, very appreciative. I, uh, I you know, Dylan, I'm not shocked uh, that you you know the the as Ashley said, you've always been funny. You do stir the pot, which in like a healthy good way. I'm saying that in like a healthy funny way. Uh, and to tell your brother and mom, hey, I'm not going to engage, and then lean over to one of the producers, <laughs> just really does feel like you, Dylan. Um, I, I know that was a great answer about you know Hannah, your relationship with Dylan's mom, which is really cool to see. I wish they would have showed that in Paradise. I think it would have added a depth to your relationship, but uh, it. it Maybe it wasn't needed. But Dylan, again, I come back. And Hannah, please add in where you can and, and where you want. Um, during this time of craziness, uh, how do we find appreciation? Uh, how do we enjoy these moments? Yeah, I, I think you're never, like, we'll probably never have an experience like this again, hopefully for the rest of our lives, where everybody is just, like, quarantined to their house. You can't leave. You don't have pretty much any distractions. Um, and so at least we've been trying to, like, I, I try to talk to my mom every day, talk to my brother every day, um, like text with my friends. Cause I never, I've been playing a lot of video games, but that's like, <laughs> that's like with my, my friends that I never get to see, or like, I never get to talk to, which is like kind of been, it's been really, really nice to like reconnect with everybody. Um, and then just, I think one thing like my cousin and I were talking about, which I thought for a business perspective, it's always good. But personally, I think it's even better as we're focusing on like, what could we work on now that when this all gets hopefully back to normal or like relatively back to normal, that will be better for it. And so I think that's just like kind of what we're figuring out, whether we want to learn something new. Um, that's like Hannah and I were talking about like learning a language or something like that. 
um, and just something like that. So like finding the the silver lining and everything is is something that we're just trying to focus on. And Ben, like what you said earlier, um, it's very rare like that we can all spend this time without having to travel and everything like that just simply together and to have those moments of quietness or boredom and that's really rare and all of our lives uh, in everybody's life um and then on the other side of that it's just like trying to find a way to kind of use these platforms to uh, to possibly make a difference through all of it i was talking to somebody this morning actually about you know what i can kind of do um to either bring awareness or to make change in somebody's life because a lot of people are laid off right now. A lot of people don't have jobs. A lot of people have families and that's huge. I mean, as much as, as much, you know, as much as it sucks to be like, Oh, I'm bored hanging out at the house. Like, what am I going to do for 30 more days? It's like, there's people that are actually struggling with it. Wise are having, you know, with the kids not having meals at schools and things like that. Like that stuff is pretty wild. And I know a lot of people are starting to like hop on the bandwagon and trying to make a difference, but I know we're in the early stages of talking about like trying to figure out things that we can actually do too. I, uh, you know what? The two of you are, are spot on. And I know, uh, I know that the two of you come from a place right now where uh, as we were prepping for this podcast, I was like, I wonder what kind of ridiculousness these two have gotten into as they've locked in their houses. I can imagine it's a lot of cuddling, a lot of kissing, uh, and not like your makeout kissing. Like they do do this thing where like they put their arms around each other and they just like nuzzle I would say I've at least I've seen the nuzzling and they laugh a lot Uh, I know there's a lot of joy in that house Uh, but thank you for sharing that because I think it's been the message that I've heard that stuck the whole time is uh, we all have something to do in this moment and uh, we can do something Uh, team let's take one more break when we come back Ashley is gonna just rapid fire some questions and some topics at you Uh, we'll be back with Hannah and Dylan on the almost famous in-depth podcast What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending 
$499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Let's talk about something we all can relate to: hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally, the best thing. Ever. For real. Nair's nuisance turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long, it, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit, and it's so much better than shaving. They also have like. Um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I know that you guys said last month that you are not in the wedding planning phase right now. You don't have a date. You don't have a time. Does that still stand? I we're we're moving closer to it. I think now is kind of like made it an interesting time because we're like we're stuck in the house. We're we're like sending locations to each other back and forth. Um, but a lot of weddings are getting pushed out, so it's like we have no idea how much longer this is going to go because everybody already has those locations signed. So like. We're not really sure what it looks like, but we're we're like we're starting it. The for time sure. off has definitely made it like a topic that can come up. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, what should we talk about right now? And it's like, well, that would be fun, but we're also not like tell, again tell, super rushing. Tell her what else it. we're looking at. Oh, houses! We've been looking at houses for fun out here, so we could possibly move in together at some point, but we're not sure when. But it's like kind of fun to like look and get an idea of what the gist is. So, Hannah, you moving to San Diego? Right. Maybe. I don't know, though. He looks like he's celebrating. Yes. He's, he's won this debate. He's the roof. Yes. Hopefully. <laughs> um, even though you're not planning the wedding right now, what do you see the wedding to look like? Is there a theme? Is there an amount of people that you think is ideal? Yeah, I think having carnival games is really important. No. And elephants. No. Um, no, I, I, think, I think it's going to be, we learned from the engagement party, like we tried to keep it really small, and it still ended up being what felt like a hundred people. So Mm -hmm. I think the wedding is going to be like at least like three to 500 people. Cause it's just like, there's, there's wait for real. real? How how many people are you? Yeah. Dead serious. 180. Yeah. I think we'll have at least 300 people. So we had a max capacity. So the, the, the max was 180. Yeah. I think we'll have at least 300. My parents had like, like 300, 400 people at their wedding. Holy moly it's gonna be a blast i don't know we gotta we gotta maybe we can i'm not excluding anyone like that are my friends i feel like some of my friends didn't get to like make it which like sucked but i'm like and i didn't think about it. we had all those people i didn't invite my aunts my uncles my cousins i didn't invite any of those people i'm like they would come to the wedding so we could uh, probably do like a 180 to 200 300 300 what do you see it looking like is it gonna be modern is it gonna be boho what's your dress gonna look like hannah yeah i want to blow dylan's socks off the water i want him to have no is that what is that the phrase 
blow his socks off the water? I think it's just blow your socks off. Yeah. What water? Like sweat? <laughs> no, you did good, though. You did good. <laughs> I want to blow his socks off. And <laughs> I want him to have no clue. Um, I don't even know what I like, honestly. Like, I feel like I, I always have such a specific idea. But I've, like, dressed up so much that I kind of want to just, like, put one on and be like, ooh, like, I love this. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to be too picky because I know myself. And if I have one image in my head and I don't, like, get that, then nothing's going to be good enough. So. Okay. So you don't want to daydream about it too much. Yeah. I, I want there to be greenery, some sort of greenery. Yeah. and And some body of water. Do you foresee any bachelor people being in your bridal parties? Is that, like, like the bachelor party and bachelorette party? Like, that's. Yeah. Or, or being, like, a groomsman. Uh, being a groomsman or, or, or a, yeah, bridesmaid. Uh, Maybe? I have 10 spots already spoken for, essentially, from, okay. like, the, the guys that I grew up with. So, like, if Hannah could come up with, like, 15 bridesmaids, then yeah. But other than that, probably not. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. I think it's just going to depend on how many, like, spots we have. Because I have so many, like, OG friends. And then, like, relatives, friends. So, we'll see. Do we foresee Hannah B. and Tyler being dates to this wedding? Um, I don't know. I don't, uh, what's, why, why do you say that? What's happening with them? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like they're spending a lot of time in quarantine together. Oh, they are? Yeah. Where? In Alabama? No, I think it's Florida. Tyler lives in Florida? <laughs> All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> are you guys ready for rapid fire? Yes. Fire away, please. Who makes coffee in the morning? Me. Dylan. For Hannah. For Hannah. He brings it to me in bed. I don't drink coffee. Very sweet. <laughs> Who's a better cook? Depends. Hannah's really good at breakfast. I'm really good at dinner. But she did make chicken crockpot tacos the other night. That was also really good. Favorite thing to Postmates? Um, Takaya. I love Takaya. Oh, I love Takaya so much. Okay, Takaya. Takaya or, um, True Food. Okay, I don't know True Food. Is that a San Diego thing? No, it's like West Coast, Arizona. I think they might have one in D.C. They're pretty good. What are your love languages? Physical touch, words of affirmation. I'm words and, what is the other one? I can't think Acts of. Acts of service. Yeah, acts of service. What are you? I'm the exact same as, as Dylan. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm like, I need you to initiate the touch with me. Yes. Do you want to, I was like, it doesn't count if I initiate the touch with you. Or just stand there and I'll just like hug on to you. <laughs> I know. I like pet him like an animal all day. That, like that's it. Oh, wait. I, I've been doing, I do this to Hannah. Like, yeah. I, no, this I'll is, rub her head to fall, like, so she so falls asleep. Anytime I need to fall asleep, I mean, yeah. I don't know how it, we always talk about it. He'll rub my hair until I fall asleep, and then you think it's okay for you to fall asleep. Yeah, and then I can go to sleep. And I'm not even, like, rub my hair. He just does every night, and it's the best thing in the world. I love getting petted. So. That is super adorable. Yeah, I give so much physical touch to Jared. I'm like, I, I touch his beard. I touch his back. It's, like, everything. everything. What, are, what, are, what are Jared's? Jared's is definitely active ser- acts of service, which he hasn't learned until, like, lately. 
Um, I think that I give him all love languages so completely he couldn't even figure out what he needed. <laughs> and then, like, he started thinking about, like, he was like, well, why don't you take the dog out more? And why don't you do the dishes? Why are you just leaving the dishes in the sink? And then I was like, oh, hmm, this man is an active oh, service guy. Hey, hey. Yeah. So speaking of those pet peeves, what are yours about each other? Um... What's your response? I don't have any. She's That's perfect. That's safe answer. Come on. No, I. It's not. It's not a pet. I feel like a pet peeve has a connotation, but like. Yeah, yeah. What's like an annoyance? Yeah. What really pisses you off? Exactly. <laughs> uh, no. When Hannah has so much going on that if I like add one thing, then the wheels fall off sometimes. <laughs> like last night I was like I'm gonna go pick up the food would you mind picking a movie that we could watch and then I get back and I was like what movie are we watching she's like well I haven't picked yet but I showered I cleaned up I did the dishes and I folded the laundry and I was like well, which is all very good which stuff. is all very but good I just have a very I have a very busy itinerary at not always the right time like as soon as I do something I'm like oh I should mark, mark off all of these other things first and then I don't get to what I'm doing sometimes but but we watched Insidious. Yeah, it was terrifying. And yeah. my biggest pet peeve is probably... Um, yeah, what's your biggest pet peeve, Anna? Um, oh, that you... Okay, here's one. That you always want me to bird with you, but birding scares me. Birding seems very scary. It's, I it's would scary. Be, I'd break a bone. But he's always he has one. Well, I have one, so it's like he's like, let's hop on the bird and go here, and I'm like, no, let's just drive together, the two of you on the same bird. We do it all yeah, the time. We do it all that time. would freak me out. I I don't really enjoy it a lot. It scares me. What's the last gift you gave to each other? Um. What? No. <laughs> uh. What is the last gift I gave you? Like a wrapped gift or like? Yeah, sort of. Or a surprise. A treat. I don't know. What did you surprise me with? Well, I just ordered you a circle mirror um, on Amazon. That's true. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> I just did ordered, that yesterday. ordered a circle mirror for the house. And it, w it was going to be a surprise, but then I ended up just telling him that I got it. Um, more acts. Like service. Hannah was like, I don't have tools to hang up pictures. So then I just like would order tools to her house. Yeah. Or, okay, that's sweet. I told him like this one candle. I was like, it smells like like my house to me right when I got to LA. And I was like, Yes, yeah, so I got like 20 candles. He literally, he was like, okay, well, and then the next day he was like, look outside. And he got me, he completely stopped me with those candles. And I literally started bawling crying. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, like so scared about being in LA and everything. But he does like sweet things like right when it, right when I need it. That is so, so cute. What is the last show you guys binge watched? Tiger King. Tiger King. Okay, Tiger King. Do you guys, do you guys really think it was as crazy? I mean, I'm not done with it. I still have two episodes left. Do you think it was just as good as everybody's making it seem? Uh, well, I mean, you have two, so you're only what? I mean, you're four in. The ending is, the ending, like the last two episodes, I think are the craziest. Yeah, they're pretty good. Oh, okay, cool. Because that's what I've got. Carol, okay, we got Carol two or three definitely. More episodes her husband to a tiger like that oh 100 percent. that was the episode that got me the most so far yeah that one yeah. that definitely happened like 100 i can't wait until they make a hopefully they make a movie well you know that they opened the investigation yes 
Oh, so I'm good. stoked about that. Yes. I hope they're filming. <laughs> yes, 100%. They have to film it. They filmed it. They filmed it. They didn't touch on this. I wish they did. The guy filmed the documentary for like five years. Wait, holy moly. Like all of that stuff went over the course of like five years, I'm pretty sure. Like all of the film. Yeah, because like, Joe Exotic was not in jail when he first started filming. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So like, and or they, they say it in like the very beginning. He's, or it was like four years or something like that. And I was like, you should have talked about that more. Like this is insane. Yeah. My last question for you, I normally wouldn't ask a couple because I usually the, the girl would be a given here. But I know that Dylan loves his suits. So who has more closet space? Where? I mean, who, like, takes up more closet space? Like, who needs a bigger closet when you guys get a house together? Me. I mean, it's... Yeah. I mean, he, he for a guy, I think, he I definitely a, has a lot yeah. of clothes. But mine I, is, yeah. it's... It's Do you an have entire a whole room dedicated to your clothes, Hannah? Huh? Do you have a whole room dedicated to your clothes? Um, I, I need to. Yeah. Yeah. You need a glam room like me. It's the best. Oh, wait. I want to see pictures of your glam room. Oh, I'll send you some video after this. Some. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've got to figure that out. And I'm also trying to, like, declutter. So I'm always trying to get rid of them and, like, donate all of my clothes. I did eight bags the other day and my closet's still packed. But Yeah. I've got a hookup for you in that case, too. All right. Well, you guys, thank you so much for participating in Rapid Fire. Yay! Thank you. This was uh, another really great in-depth podcast. It, as we've mentioned before, uh, we met Hannah uh, Ashley. I don't know how long ago, a year uh, so yeah. a year ago, and she was in the Hall of Fame of guests. People loved her then. Dylan has brought joy and laughter to our lives since then. They've joined us during a crazy week um, and shared their hearts with us. Ashley, you're awesome. You're awesome. Um, I hope you're continuing to thrive in the midst of some chaos uh we heard some dogs barking earlier say hi to the pups for us um I, my face. <laughs> I know uh hey uh team we'll be back uh next week with another episode of the almost famous podcast with that i've been ben i've been ashley we'll talk to you soon bye guys follow the ben and ashley i almost famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. 
We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 